0: Blog Talk Radio. But you stand on top of a financial empire. You control the female population of the world.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wayne Sports Talk. We're so glad to be back with you after two weeks off—kind of like a vacation, you know. We had to take some downtime too before we we get into March Madness here, discuss the combine, get ready for the NFL draft. College spring games are coming up. I mean, we, we had to have a break. Glad to be with you tonight live. Hope everyone had a great two weeks while we were while we were off. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 646-716-5564. I do know Sonny Flores is going to be with us in a few minutes. Trey's supposed to be back a little bit tonight around 9 Eastern. So, um, so I know Sonny hasn't been able to do his show in a while, too. So he's going to join us tonight. So we're going to kind of combine and do a show together. We are. I'm having some internet problems. I don't know if it's block talk radio, but I just lost my studio. But anyway, I'm very glad to be back with you guys. Hope everyone's doing great. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to start tonight in college basketball. Then we're going to shift over real quick to the NFL. But Kentucky-Arkansas last night was a great basketball game, the Kentucky Wildcats. With their 29th win of the season, the only undefeated team in college basketball right now. got I mean, I've been I've been telling people I picked them to to make the championship game last year, and I'm one of the only few, so I will pat myself on the back. But if you you look at what Kentucky has done, or Mr. Calipari there, in Kentucky, he finally got these All Americans to really play his his way. You could tell two years ago. After they won a championship, these guys had a lot of trouble. They didn't make the tournament. They got bounced out of the NIT tournament the first round, and, and it got—I think—he finally got their attention halfway through the year last year. Kentucky started playing a little better, and by the SEC tournament, they almost beat the top team in the country, Florida, and it just went from there. So Calipari has done a fabulous job recruiting and coaching these McDonald All-American players to to get where they need to be. But, you know, a lot of people hate Kentucky, and and I'm one of the few that I really like Kentucky basketball. I really like watching them play. That's one of the only teams I like, Wisconsin. And we're going to talk about tonight, who are the teams out there that could upset Kentucky in the tournament? There's not many. You know, you have the Duke Blue Devils. I don't think they could beat Kentucky, but you always have to give Duke a shot. The number one team out there that could beat Kentucky – is the Wisconsin Badgers. The Wisconsin Badgers are the te- is a team, the way they coach, the way they play, the way they slow it down. They know how to play the style of basketball they want to play to slow a Kentucky team down and, and kind of frustrate them. And Arizona, Arizona Wisconsin are the two teams. And, Sonny, when you want on, press number one.
2: I just don't want to bring you on unless you want. There you go.
1: Mr. Couch Potato, what's going on, buddy?
2: Not much, hey. Wanna let you know, your show's only scheduled for fifteen minutes. So right oh, there in no, your really. in your in your studio you can change it right there <laughs> in your studio. So that's number 15 one. Fifteen
1: minutes. Whoa, hold on, I'm gonna do that. Uh how's everything been going with you?
2: I've been, it's been going well. Just a lot of work, and a lot of uh, that's pretty much why I, where I haven't been able to get on. I tried to listen, uh, to, uh, well, I tried, I listened to a little sports talk uh, with the guys yesterday, um, but in and out with uh, losing signals and stuff like that, it became a pain in my butt. But uh, that being said, I am home, and I was like ready for some sports talk. If you weren't going to do the show, I was going to set one up because we were going to talk. But well, let's there's, talk, one team, I
1: mean, there, there's one let's team. I mean, there's one
2: team that I I want you to for don't forget about the team that the Badgers beat um, today, the Michigan and and I know they're 19 and 10. I know this is one of the they have not had the year that they're supposed to have. But if you look at the last uh, three years. In the March Madness tournament, Michigan State has an opportunity and they always find a way to go ahead and trip somebody up. And that's one of the things, just for the last three years now, I don't keep up with college basketball as much as I should. That having been said, I've watched a few of the Michigan State Spartans games and they look like they are now beginning to pick it up. Even though they took that loss to Wisconsin today by seven, they they are another team that could possibly do it because that game was you know, it was a game was on the TV where I was at today. And it's just a highly contested game and their defense is really really good and that's the only way you're going to stop Kentucky. Is you got to have a defense or it's it's lights out.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny you said Michigan State because I had them on the list talking about. They're a team that always that last month of the season they they yep. hit a new gear and going on the road to play a good Wisconsin team, they kept it within double digits. They kept it. They were lost by like eight points. That's okay, because by the Big Ten tournament time, Michigan State's going to be a force if they get in that tournament with Tom Izzo and the experience these guys have. I mean, some some years you just don't play good in the regular season. It happens. But yep. Michigan State is a tournament team. They're not a regular season team. They're a tournament team, and you have to you have to give them respect because of who their coach is one of the best in the country.
2: And and when you watch them play, um, they can have a good night, a bad night one night, and just totally turn around the next. And then you're asking yourselves, how come they are not, you know, winning the game? How come they've lost ten games this season? So you you look at the, you just kind of look at the team as how they have played all year long. Taking the loss to to, to Wisconsin was that Minnesota was a game they should have won. I, and they, they got uh, beaten overtime. They should have won that game in regulation, by the way, because I kind of kept my eye on that one as well. So that that being said, they when the games that they have lost, you know, Illinois is another one of those teams that they'll just surprise you. They're not a good ball team, but sometimes when they think they got nothing to lose, they'll beat you, and that's what they did. So if you take away those last two games, that's huge. You also take a look at the overtime games. The overtime games, every single overtime game, or the first three overtime games they lost. The last, uh, the two before this last one, uh, they won, and then they've lost this last two. So they they have an opportunity. There's one, two, three, four, five, six games right there that could have went either way for them. So that's one of the reasons why you got to watch out for this team at tournament time.
1: Yeah, and there's a team out there that you know. You don't hear much about them because they haven't been relevant in so long. The Arkansas Razorbacks have put together a, a, a decent season. I mean, a great season for what they've been doing. They went on the road to Kentucky. They lost, you know, by 15, 16 points. But mm-hmm. this is a team that you have to watch out for when it comes to tournament time with the style they play. I'm looking at Arkansas. I'm looking at Duke. Duke's starting to put it together, Sonny. And, that, when, and they always Duke do. starts putting it together, you have to, you have to really watch them because a few weeks ago, I was I was talking about they're not tough enough, they're not going to make a run. Now I'm ready to change that and say, okay, Duke's playing the the kind of basketball that I've been looking for them to play all season. And they're playing, I mean, it, it
2: does matter when you get hot, when you peak, sonny.
1: And if you're peaking now, that, that's what you want going into this tournament.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and that, it's like the momentum going into the NFL, going into the playoffs. If you have that momentum going into it, I, the last thing you want to be is on the losing streak going into the tournament. However, teams like the Michigan, the teams like the Wisconsin, that's the reason why they can trip them up. They'll take those losses into those tournaments, and they will make them a positive for the for their squads. And there, there's not too many coaches that can do that out there, as far as taking those losses and. Trying Trying to find the good in what they got, be mad about the loss, but actually be more happy about what they discovered in the loss. And and it is, it's a loss of art in some of the programs that are known for basketball nowadays.
1: Yeah. And Gonzaga was a team that everybody had up there at the top. They lost at home to BYU. I hope people realize what a fraud they are. They're not a tournament team when they're ranked that high. Gonzaga's a team that comes in as a twelve seed and can make the sweet sixteen but they're not a team that plays a schedule, get an or has a talent be able to be uh, a number one seed in basketball. And, Sonny, before we move off college real quick, um, I wanted you to look at Kevin. I don't know if you heard Kevin Stallings, the Vanderbilt coach, had an altercation with his own player after a win against Tennessee. So the, 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 ten, the Vanderbilt player was taunting Tennessee after the win, and Stallings grabbed his player. And this was on TV. They had the microphones on and he was cussing his player, telling him he's tired of telling him the same thing over and over again, Sonny, and he told him he's going to kill him. So people are making a big deal about this coach. I just want to hear your thoughts on Kevin
2: Stallings'
1: comment after the game. The
2: the comments after the game was, I'm disappointed in me, okay? I'm sorry, I don't buy that, okay? Because here's the thing. This You've seen what happened on the court. That's the way the guy coaches, okay? All right? Now, granted, when there's television cameras and stuff like that around, he can get down. But when it gets down to the brass knucks of it, that's what's happening in practice. And here's what I'm going to also tell you. I don't have a problem with it. You know, I don't. I've just been around too many sports people to realize that this happens every single day. And the political correctness, BS that we hear, oh, you've got to, you got to treat them like they're, you know, you don't want to hurt their feelings. I'm telling <laughs> you, in my days when I played and the coaches haven't changed that much and I've covered high school basketball and I've been in on practices and I got news for you. What you see during the game is not what's happening in the practice. And what happened to Kevin Stallings is he just forgot where he was. Simple fact of the matter is he gets results by the way that he coaches or he would not be coaching right now. So that being said, I'm all about Kevin Stallings. I'm all about this guy going in there and getting in, I'll say it, just getting in their ass and saying, listen, I'm the coach. You're not listening to me. And and the key part of that is, is I'm tired of telling you guys the same things over and over. That right there tells me that, guess what, it finally came to a head and unfortunately happened to be on national TV. And what what bothers
1: me is ESPN and some of these people are acting like he really was going to kill him. I mean, I coached basketball, Sonny. I played basketball. I've officiated it. You get intense. You get in the heat of the moment, and you know why he talked to him like that? It's because he loves that kid, and you would do anything yep. for the kid. He don't want to see him. He doesn't want to see him after he gets out of basketball one day be a thug, and and be unemployed because of the way he acts. He's trying to get this guy's attention, and and he did it the the tough love way. That's how it was when I was coming up, sonny, playing sports and coaching. It was okay to do that. That was I've I've heard a lot worse from my coaches. But now this guy should be fired. I'm, I'm not buying that. Come on,
2: Tarvin. And getting back to what you just said, sometimes that's the only way to get through a kid. And, you know, I, and I'm not. I'm not all for you know kids, you know parents yelling at their kids. Okay, I'm not. Or whether it be coaches, you know, if you can figure out a way to do it. But sometimes kids don't get it until they are. As we say in our house, they have a come to Jesus. That they're not the ones in control of the situation, and sometimes they got to be reminded. And sometimes it's not just go by, and, hey, could you maybe calm it down? No, it's what the hell are you? You know, and then sometimes that picks up. Now, played basketball. I played basketball in the day. And what I heard Kevin Stalling say is no worse than anything I have ever heard in any of my practices from our coaches. Yeah, you know, if, if everybody wants to live in the illusion world or their fantasy land, that, you know, everybody is created equally. And we, we don't want to hurt. No, it, it's not the way it is. And what you see on TV is not the way it's happening in practice. Now, if you want to be naive and believe that's exactly how it happens at, at, at practice, you can live in that fantasy land. That's just not the way it happens, though.
1: Yeah, exactly. We have Cuervo, and I'm going to take this to Cuervo. Welcome to the show, Cuervo. When when Stalling, it's different. Now, if he'd have said that to him and punched him in the face, or grabbed him by the throat, or made physical contact, see, that's where I draw the line.
2: Right. See, you
1: can talk to me. I'll, you can get my attention with your words, but don't touch me. Don't grab me. Don't don't punch me because I will punch back. And I think Stalling. He, he was so intense. and It wasn't after a loss. This was after a win. What the exactly. Tennessee coaching staff came over to him and told him this, Cuervo. This is, is involving your team. What do you think about Bandy's coach,
2: how he handled them?
0: Uh, well, good evening, guys. It's been a while since I've uh, talked sports with anybody, so it's, it's good to be back on. But,
2: <laughs> Welcome back. You
0: know, yeah, well, I appreciate it. I was out of commission for a little while, but, but I'm back in the building. So, you know, I, I, I remember – I remember seeing it earlier this week. I don't remember what started it, though. I forgot if it was, like, a, a foul or something that the player committed. So, man, and, after the game, after
1: the game, bandy's player went up to Tennessee's players and started taunting them a little bit, getting in their face, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. trying to trying to tell them, hey, we beat you, look at the scoreboard. And this has happened several times from what I've been told.
0: Okay, yeah, that, that I remember now. Okay, that's right. Um, you know, one thing I do remember hearing was a death threat. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I, I get what you're saying. I heard what you were just saying, Tarvin, about like get attention with words. I'm sorry, I th- that is taken it too far. And some might think that it's all. Oh, it's just me being sensitive. No, that's a death threat, man. Like that's that's going. Past the line of coaching, now you're threatening a player's life, a person's life. He didn't.
1: He didn't. Mean that right there. Is,
0: but he said it, and and he, and not only did he say it, but he said it in front of a camera, and now everybody's gonna, you know,
2: blow it up
0: so much bigger than what it is. And and, and I say it's much bigger than what it is because once again, and we've talked about this before, guys. We've talked about this plenty of times. The last thing you want. As as a you know a franchise or, or or university is to get the the raw emotion right after a game and 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 you know and, and the media knows exactly what they're doing that's what they want and and yep. these players these coaches keep feeding right into it when when they show that raw emotion after a game and, and you know, when when something happens as a uh, player taunting or whatever, and then you get that initial reaction right after a game. And you, you like I said, you feed right into it. So um but you know I, I I'm, he may not have meant it, Carbon, but the cameras caught it. The, the cameras caught it and you know what? That's what everyone's perceiving it as. Oh, he he threatened to kill his player. And and now now that's what he's known for. So we don't know this coach. I mean he's been he's been coaching Vanderbilt for, what, almost 20 years now? And nobody's ever paid attention. Nobody even probably knew his name unless, A, you're a fan of the team, or B, you're, you know, a part of his family, or or a part of the university.
1: But but now everybody knows him because of this. the, the the, The player came after the game and said, I have no problem with what Coach did. I came here because he's the best coach in America, and I love my coach. So if the player doesn't have a problem with it, why does anyone else have a problem with it?
2: Because, because, oh, because everybody has to put their nose in the middle. It, it's because of the media. This is, not, it's a story this, for them. this is not a story if there's no cameras. And that's what it is. And unfortunately for Vandy's coach, there were cameras. If this was a Division two basketball team with no ESPN camera or whatever camera it may have been, this is not an issue. This is you 'll read a little write up in the, in the newspaper that's locally covering it. The fact that it's on is in and that 's unfortunately for the uh, unfortunate for the vandy coach that the cameras were there and it's unfortunate that, that didn't have in the locker room where there were no cameras. The only reason why it 's a story, and no one if Here's what I'm going to say. If anyone ever thought that this guy was seriously thinking of taking this kid's life, I I, I just want you to go down to the local insane asylum and check your ass in. I mean, this is sports. Raw (laughs) emotion. I don't know how many times I told my brother that I love dearly that I was going to kill him, um, and he's walking the face of this earth today. This is what happens when you bring raw emotion, like Cuervo said, into sports. There's nothing wrong with it. The, however, is, is the fact that the cameras were unfortunately there.
1: And, then, and right. also being a, a man in leadership like that, being the head coach at Vanderbilt, you do have to recognize you are on ESPN that night, but every game you play is going to be on TV and kind of, you know, watch your language. You don't want to hear a bunch of F words coming from a coach's mouth after a game. I mean, you know, it, I mean, we, we we all know how coaches talk. My God. I mean, yep. Go into probably an NFL locker room, Cuervo. Oh. I, I, I've, I've never been into one, but I can just imagine that what kind of profanity these coaches uh, uh, use and everything. But I, I see your point, Cuervo. I, I see what you're saying. The guy, he shouldn't have said that, but. Here's the deal. He loves that kid probably more than anybody besides his parents. He wants to see him. As a coach, as a coach, I had the same feelings for my kids. You know, I want to see him do good. Cuervo, you've been in the military recruiting. I'm sure you have the same kind of thoughts sometimes. You want to kill some of these kids, you feel like, but you don't say it out loud. No, of course not. And even even if I did,
0: you know, of course, like, like Sonny said, you know, you don't, you don't mean it. It's just it's an emotional reaction to something that just doesn't go your way. And, and, exactly. And, you know, for for the coach. I mean and you know, and that's and that's sportsmanship one oh one and I'm not trying to put the blame on the kid, but you know, to go around taunting, you know, just because you want you want a game. I mean it's not like it was, you know, a final four game or something like that. Um uh, and, and that's but you know what, again, and the reason I bring up the fact that he threatened the kid's life is because now, for for 90% of the, of the country, the nation, that is their first impression of this coach. Because, like I said, most people didn't even know who, who it was until that incident happened. And, and now, wherever. when you say the name Kevin Stalling, oh, yeah, that's the guy that, that said he was going to kill his player on national television after a game. You know, that's what people are going to know him for. You know, it's not like it's Bobby Knight where you expect it. You know, this is like the first impression I <laughs> would get of him. So, you know, it's, well, it's a little where, bit it's, – it's not fair to the coach I would, is what
1: I'm getting I, at. I would, I would send my son to play for him, Cuervo, right now. Would you – if you had a son that was going to college, would you Would you let him go play for Kevin Sutley? Um, You know, I, I would
0: only because – not because he wants to threaten to kill kids, but – but what that shows me is number 1 he cares. Number 2, he teaches good sportsmanship and discipline. You know, and 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 that that to me is what you got to have to to be on a sports team. You know, good sportsmanship, you got to have the discipline to be able to to um you know, be successful and win games and um you know, he's not he's not the nice guy that you know, most parents want the coaches to be because and when it comes to sports, when it comes to coaching, nice guys definitely finish last.
2: And, Absolutely. You
0: know, you don't get you don't get a trophy for being in tenth place.
1: Yep, guys, Well, that's some good good opinions y'all had. Are y'all ready to talk some NFL football or is it just me? <laughs> he,
2: he asked if we were ready to talk NFL <laughs> football. <laughs> are, you, are you ready? To, look,
1: I'm gonna do a good good deed. No college tonight. You know, we're gonna. We're going to hit college later. It's just term March Right now there's a lot going on in the NFL that I'm sure Sonny is salivating. So what I'm going to do now is flip this over to Sonny. So, Sonny, pretend you're the host. This is that being said or whatever. I called in. This is your show. If I have any callers, I'll let you know.
2: Oh Well, no, that, you know I, I'm willing to fall out there, but the Ray Rice, obviously the Ray Rice story is out there, and it, it's one of the silly Things you know, I because we were talking, and I don't know if anybody else is just kind of talking to people. You know, Ray Rice, and then you also have Adrian Peterson and all the nonsense that have been coming from these stories. And I say nonsense because there's a lot of things that are going to be there. But ten days away from free agency, Ray Rice thinks that he is going to actually. Be picked up. Now, I, I don't know, but it's just me. But here's the thing Ray Rice, I if, if Ray Rice fell off the face of this earth, no one cares. And, and I'll just put it out there to Querville that way and see what he says. But when you're talking to Adrian Peterson, this is, I, I, I don't want to say it's different, but unfortunately it is. I, you know, I, I what Adrian Peterson did to his kid, I, no question, is tragic, and you can't do it again. But it's almost accepted more so now than what Ray Rice have done. And that being said, I wanted to put it out to Cuervo. I want to know who, which one of these two, or if any of them, do you want to see back in the NFL?
0: Oh boy. You know, I, I feel like if I pick one, I'm I'm a bad guy, but only because only because of his level of talent, Adrian Peterson would be the guy that I would like to see, and maybe 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 it's for the absolute wrong reason to pick him, but you know, you're talking about you know a star in the league, the best at what he does, and that would if I had to pick one, you know, it would it would be AP, and I mean. I don't like the way he's trying to cry his way out of Minnesota, um, you know, however, but that's that's beside the point. That's a whole other topic. But, I mean, if I had to pick one, Sonny, yeah. I would say AP only because his level of talent, the the, the level of super stardom he has, um, that would be the one.
2: I, I'm going to say something that is so unpolitically correct that I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I'm going to do it. I almost understand Adrian Peterson's situation more so than Ray Rice, and I yeah, say that. I, I and I say that because, it, as very impolitically correct, it is. Okay, I think you understand more so, seeing Adrian Peterson trying to discipline his kid. More so than someone losing his mind and knocking and cold-cocking his future wife who bought herself some millions of dollars by that punch, um I just think it's I think it's not that it's more acceptable but it's just more understandable how it got out of control more so than Ray Rice. And that being said, none of them are good, but I have to agree with Cuervo. If there's any one of them that I would have back, it would be Adrian Peterson, and I would be more understanding, more for his situation, more than him, more than Ray Rice knocking out his wife. I don't know, Tarvin. It just seems to me that the level of intent has got to prove me that Adrian Peterson just – abuses kids all the time and i don't see that more so than if ray rice as an adult will punch his girlfriend future wife that is a problem that is going to be there for a long long time and we might not hear the last story about it it might happen again
1: yeah and and ap is a, a very rigid guy he was brought up like that as a is a child and everything, and I think he crossed the line. I think he, he admitted he crossed the line. He apologized for it, and then you haven't heard anything else before. Ray Rice is a piece of crap. If you would punch your fiance in the face, drag her on the floor and spit in her face, you don't deserve to be in the NFL. I'm sorry, you need to be under the ground six feet. That's where you need to be. I, I don't I don't know how far they bury people these days, but but however. Whatever footage that is, that's where you should be. I don't think anybody's going to pick up Ray Rice. Uh, I'll be honest with you I don't think so either. I I don't think they will. Adrian Peterson is going to play a few more years, and he's going to do great and everything. I don't think he's going to be in Minnesota. But uh, Ray Rice, you're screwed, man. And after this year, you'll probably never hear Ray Rice's name again. I
2: I don't think you will either. And that being said, when you talk about the the level of the – the intent, i think that intent has to be there, and what the scary part about the whole thing, what you said, Tarvin, I—I—I I, I, I hate to almost say this and I'm going to say it because it's a very in politically correct too. I almost don't care that he knocked her out more so than the fact that he would have enough gall to spit on her. Okay, so yep. I think it's a double compound on what had happened. I don't—I—I I, I guess I'm going to say this. I think I probably would be okay with, you know, Ray Rice if he didn't compound the problem by spitting on her before it happened. That tells me that is a destructive relationship way before, and that part is on him. Now, granted, we don't know the other story about the women. We all know about crazy women in their lives. Cuervo, you know, I don't know if you've had any crazy women in your lives, but they, uh, there's always one. There's always one where you go, man, that, that bitch is crazy. That's That may be the situation, but it has to stop at just the words, that bitch be crazy, more so than getting physical with it. And, you know, everybody has that one. But as far as what Adrian Peters, I think here's the thing. There's enough feeling about Adrian Peterson that he's got enough talent right now, like you said, Cuervo, that they're not just one team, the Dallas Cowboys, that want him because of the DeMar- DeMarco Murray debacle that's going on, but there's other teams besides the Dallas Cowboys that are going to welcome this guy back and with open arms and if he does and says all the right things regarding his situation when he's picked up.
0: And, you know, another thing I I think too is the difference between the two. It's not it's not just the whole like you know one hit a woman and spit in her face, and the other one was was can, can be misconstrued as disciplining their child, whatever. I think another difference too that I, I don't know if anybody's brought it up or maybe you've talked about it already, but it, it felt to me like just the way the way everything turned out, the way. It was investigated, but I guess the point I'm making is Adrian Peterson, with his situation, was felt like to me like he was much more willing to cooperate with the police and 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 you know with whoever wanted to question what happened than Ray Rice did with his situation. I mean, I mean, TMZ for God's sake had to pull the video out just yep. to just for everybody to to fit, finally figure out. What went down in the elevator and, and, and you know, I mean, the whole NFL and, and, and Steve Busciotti, the owner of the Ravens, uh, you know, did, were they hiding the video? Did they see the video before? There were so many more elements to the Ray Rice situation, and it felt like they had so much more to hide and they had so much more to to lose by that story coming out than with Adrian Peterson. I think people have, uh, you know, respect Adrian Peterson a little bit more today than they do Ray Rice simply because of the fact that he was so much more willing to cooperate with authorities as opposed to how how cooperative Ray Rice was with it. All he did was read a uh, you know a written apology that nobody was buying. And, and with Adrian Peterson, he was like, look, I'll even show you the pictures. This is what happened, you know, and, and, and I apologize. You know, I didn't mean to, to, you know, hurt my child. It's just a matter of discipline. This is how I was raised, which I don't like that excuse, but that's what he said. Yep. And you know, I mean, it just felt it just felt more like, look, I'm putting my hands up. I made a mistake, and I'm sorry for it. Ray Rice was more like, you know, just don't say anything unless they ask about it type thing. Like, let's try to and and try to,
1: and, and and the
2: NFL covered it up. Cuervo, that, that's another part. NFL. That's another part of it.
0: <laughs> that's, and that's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. Is is they 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 hit the video, whether they saw it or not. I mean, tm an outside source TMZ Sports had to post their video on their website just for people to be like, "Holy cow!" You know, so this is what happened, huh? And like I said, the NFL did not come out and just be like, "Look, this is this is what happened. This is what we know." And everybody was pointing the finger at each other. He said, she said, and you know, with the AP story, it just it would just it just kind of came and gone because of how cooperative he was with the authorities in the NFL.
1: it yeah. is I mean I have a problem with Ray Rice because he even in his apology, I just I didn't buy it. Like you said, Cuervo A P. came out and said, look, this is what I've done, I've screwed up but but I just didn't feel a sincere apology from Ray Rice at all. I think it was written yep. by Goodell think- himself. In a way, it was written. You can tell when someone's sincere. Yes. Um, Ray, right? It takes a piece of crap to hit a woman. It takes a piece of crap to spit on somebody. I wouldn't. I mean, I would have to really, really, really think low of you to spit on you, Sonny. I mean, I would have to. Yeah. You'd have to do something very bad. And I just think if you would do that to your own fiance, which is a female, then you don't have respect for yourself or anyone else out there. That's why Ray Rice is not going to get another chance. I'm telling you, nobody wants yep. to play with somebody like him.
2: No, no, it it's going to be too much and not only that, once you take on a Ray Rice, more so than than Adrian Peterson because I guess you can explain that it, it that is just a, you know, situation for an NFL team that that's the kind of publicity they don't want. They say, you know, all public, uh you know, any news is good news. Uh, in this case, it's not, and it's it's not a good one. But I want to get to the I want to get to the me, me, me story that I get to hear every single day because I happen to live in this crappy cow town, and the the <laughs> fact that the Dallas Cowboys listen. The, I I've I've heard so much, and here's one thing I don't want to do because I fell for it, and I have to say I was wrong about it. The situation right now with Des Bryant and the quote unquote so called video that's out that's supposed to be like Ray Rice's. Okay? We haven't seen it. But the situation with what Des Bryant's talking about and I want I want you to hear a tweet that he said. His tweet was just quit with the BS. It's clear as day what's going on. I might need to do an exclusive interview about my past and the last five years. Uh, Since the world is so destined to know, I used to let people take advantage of my life. Now I'm no longer allowing that to happen. It seems to be a problem. I'm not ashamed. And this is the part he needed to leave out, guys. I think I would have been okay with it, but here's what he says. I'm not ashamed of none. Great English, too. I'm not ashamed of none of my past incidents because that's what made me who I am. Okay. I, that that last part he had to be completely off of that because if he's not ashamed about hitting his mother i don't care i i can't I can't come to the <laughs> r word and say I can respect you. The only thing I'll say is is that I jumped on the chad i chucked on the Chad Johnson bandwagon, and I think Cuervo did too. And I think I'm will, and I'm not thinking I came out and admitted I was completely wrong about Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson was accused of hitting his woman, and what did he do? He didn't touch her. What he did is he took all the BS from every media outlet and everybody jumping on Chad Johnson to say. And it finally comes out that he didn't touch her. So I'm not falling for the Des Bryant quote-unquote video that is bad as Ray Rice until I see it or know that it's there. And no, Adam Schefter, I'm just not good enough with your word that it exists. Okay, that right there, I'm just going to put that out there. As far as Adam Schefter is, I hear he's one of the most respected guys. Hey, it, I want to hear what Chris Mortensen has to say. If Chris Mortensen says that video's out there, it's out there. I don't go with Adam Schefter enough. I, I just haven't seen enough of his work. The, I, whatever Chris Mortensen says is true. There's never well, well, been well, a story what is that the Chris... video? The video is supposed to be of something that is just as bad as Ray Rice. Meaning that he hit a woman.
0: Wow. So
2: that's what see, now, going back to Des Bryant's past, that wouldn't surprise you. I wanna see the video before I cu- you know, get on Des now. I've get I get on Des when he deserves it. Hitting his mother, this guy's completely out of control. I don't care you can come up with any kind of excuse for Des Bryant. Yeah, Sonny isn't buying it. The only thing here, I want to see the video. I'm not going to get on Des, But if Des really honestly thinks that those off-the-field problems that he has had is, is not preventing him from getting that long-term contract, he needs to go check into the loony bin with everybody else as far as the coach is concerned about you know cussing at his feet, his kid. You, just line up right behind him, the same people who think that the coach is that way. Des Bryant's situation is what it is because of what he has put out there publicly and has undisputed proof of what he did. I, again, now, Cuervo, you remember the story about Chad Johnson. That's why I'm waiting on this story. I'm not even going to be willing because if that video doesn't exist, I'm not willing to say have people say, I told you so, regarding Des Bryant. What's your feeling about the Des Bryant story that's out there, my friend?
0: Well, you know, and, and maybe this is because I kind of like Des Bryant. I I've, I've grown to become a fan of his and not because of who he is off the field, but on the field.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think
0: he's I think he's a great talent and I think um you know, I think he's I think he is be, and I'm going to say it, I think he's become the best receiver in the league. No, this is Megatron, but you know, I just I don't see Megatron's that. number 2. I don't see it with I don't see it with him no more. I think he's starting to lose his step already, but you know, um, I'm not so much worried about the proof thing. My my problem with this is he he we haven't heard about Des Bryant off the field and how long and and now we're bringing old news up again because supposedly there's a video. Yeah. Okay. Um. And and how miraculously there's a there's a video of him hitting his own mother or whoever, I mean, if that's who it is, um, how how does that all of of a sudden just magically surface? You know, and and the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is, and maybe I'm way off here, guys, but doesn't it seem to me like we're just just trying to find any and every, you know, player that we can and try to just, not us, but but the media and – people that you know just their the, their purpose in life is just to re- try to ruin careers and, and bring up old news bring up old things of the past just like just like with uh you know this whole inflated football thing you know with the New England Patriots i mean it's such a non story but you know what's funny about it is it was a it was a writer for the Indianapolis Colts that started this whole thing you know so the point I'm making is, is it really about, uh, you know, doing the right thing or is it about, you know, when get in the scoop. you, yeah, getting the scoop. And then when, when that, when that player, you know, when they lose everything they have, you can laugh in their face and, and, and supposedly feel good about yourself. Like, haha, I got you. You know, what, what is it really about? What, what, what is the end result for these reporters that they're trying to get these, this dirt on these players. What is the end result? And,
2: and you, you can say that, and it is. It's about the scoop. It, there is no question. Usually Adam Schefter's pretty I, – I would say Adam Schefter, and my believability, is 85% of what he says I completely believe. It's that 15% that if it was Chris Mortensen reporting this, that I would go to. So he's lost 15% credibility to me, Uh, just more in the fact that I don't know as much as Adam Schefter and the stuff that I've ever read, I've seen mistakes, I've seen uh, inconsistencies on some of the stuff he's writing. When Chris Mortensen says something happened, I'm telling you, I have never seen a report that Chris Mortensen has ever put out that didn't have one hundred percent truth behind it, so this you know the timing of this does things that suspect you know the timing may be suspect about him, but that might be out there, so now there's conspiracy theories going all over Dallas. Get this guys. you you're not going to believe this. conspiracy theories that this story was leaked to Adam Schefter from a Dallas. A Dallas employee so they could have a quote-unquote good enough reason not to sign him to a long-term deal with big guaranteed money so that so the 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 funny thing is is that I, I can see how that could happen because it's the Dallas Cowboys they don't always put anything out there but this is not necessarily Dallas's fault Dallas has a a clause that says $13 Des, thank you. Take it or leave it. Well, no. You can't leave it because guess what? You're still underneath our control and they can do that next year so they can be on the lo- max for $30 million. But guess what? They don't want to guarantee the $30 million or even the 47 to $55 million that's being reported for the contract guaranteed money. And I'm going to say it. I don't blame Jerry Jones one bit because you've got, you got to keep Dez Bryant before you've got to keep a, a, um, the running back to Marco Murray. I'm sorry you do because the talent that Dez has supersedes what can – Dez's talent going to be there for three or four years longer down the road. Cuervo? Unfortunately for Demarco Murray, that guy could be out next week and not be on the football field for for many years uh, because of the running back's you know life, which is only three years. So Cuervo, I mean, you got you got some of the stories. What's coming out of here in Dallas? Let's now elaborate a little bit more on the timing of this rumor and the fact that they're trying to get him signed to a long term deal. What's your thoughts?
0: Well, you know, and it makes you wonder too if if that's why they're going with the quote unquote safe route and gonna they're gonna slap the franchise tag on' them. you know that that's uh you know that's the latest that i'm- and I know for a fact that you know that already, yep, but that's that I wonder if that's the reason why is because this story's coming out, they wanna see if it's true or not they wanna see if any proof ever surfaces or anything like that. However, I will say this. Regardless of the reason, they're using the franchise tag on the right guy. Yes, they're to DeMarco Murray, but at least they picked the right guy to use it on because um that's the guy that you want between Murray and and, and Bryant. You want to you want to keep Bryant despite you know his off the field, you know, problems or whatever. It's, it's it's all about on the field when it comes to the business and the money and stuff like that.
1: Yep, hey okay, Cuervo, Cuervo. Well, I want to ask you, why is he your favorite receiver now? I mean, I just I just can't imagine him being someone you you would like.
2: I don't think it's favorite more so than he's admitting that he's got more talent right now, and and it has nothing. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he's a favorite. I don't know. I stepped in, Cuervo. Uh, what do you think?
0: Well, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't judge players based on. No, I mean, I don't uh, try to have, uh, uh, you know, sports heroes, so to speak. And so, you know, I judge judge people based on what they do on the field or on the court or on the baseball field or, or, you know, things like that. I'm not trying to find that, you know, football idol or, or anything like that. Like, oh, I want to be him when I grow up, like, you know, I'm not a kid anymore, and think, thankfully, growing up, guys that I admired growing up, you know, didn't hit their moms, and they didn't hit their kids, and they didn't hit their wives. You know, guys <laughs> like Barry Barry Sanders and, and 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 Jerry Rice. You know, those were guys. Those were guys that. You know, I mean, the worst thing they did was put stickum on their hands. So.
1: um you know, well, why why, it, it, why why is Ray Rice out of the league and Dez Bryant in the league? Because I think both of those situations are the same. I mean, they're both terrible. Those are the worst things you could possibly do. Besides hurt a child, like you know, who, sexually man? assault a child or something, but you 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 hit a woman, you beat her up and spit on her, and you're choking your mother. Both of those people that do that are the the bottom of the barrel. So why is Dez Bryant making millions of dollars where? You, me, or Sonny did this. We went with the unemployed and in jail problem.
0: Yeah, and and that's why I put that comment in in the chat room.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you saw it, Sonny, but
0: um, you know, uh, Brian had put someone who hits her, hits their mother doesn't deserve to be paid millions. He should be in prison. I said, you know what it is. He's an NFL star. If his name was Michael Bryant or Raymond Bryant, <laughs> he wouldn't be. He wouldn't even be seeing the light of day right now. And that's and that's the honest truth because. He's he's an NFL star. He's one of you know he's one of the best in the league at what he does, and um, you know he he uh, he has a lot of money. You know that that's that's another big thing too. He he's not going anywhere. And, and and the other thing too, Tarvin is, you know, we saw what Ray Rice did. Okay, I can I can say you know, you know I hit I hit my sister, and. You know, you may you may think what you think of me, but where's the proof? At? I can I can tell you I hit her, but nobody nobody saw me do it, or nobody recorded me doing it, or anything like that. But you know, that's what it comes down to. By, by the way, I did not hit my sister. I'm just saying. But um, that, that that's that's the difference. Is we saw the tape on Ray Rice, we saw what he did, and yep. now our perception of it is different as to, you know, the hearsay part of it. We actually saw him do that and we're like, holy cow, I actually saw him strike his wife uh-huh. knock her, knock her out cold. So, to me, that's the difference. Now, if I was to see Des Bryant hit his own mother, I'd probably be disgusted by the guy.
1: You know, yeah, but you would.
0: I I didn't see it. I I mean, we can, I can sit here and say whatever I want, but there's no proof. So how do you know it really happened?
1: Well, a
2: picture well, qu- is Cuervo, worth Cuervo, a thousand a
1: words. Trey, the co-host is... Trey, are you live right now? Can you hear us? Uh, I'm live, buddy. Welcome back, buddy. And, I mean, you, you've been hearing what Sonny, Cuervo, and I have been speaking about with Dez uh, yeah. Bryant. G- give us your thoughts of, of
3: this video that's possibly out. Well, I I think that uh, what's we see it, and, and it's a matter of time, right, I mean, before we we all lay eyes on it. I think it'll change what we think. I, I've seen the transcript or the police report that alleges, you know, what happened. Um, it's not good, Tarvin. I mean, I think about it, if, if if you just heard a transcript of what Ray Rice did, he'd, he'd still be in the league. Um, you see a picture of it, and it's a, it's a different story. Um, so Des Bryant it could be in some trouble. I mean, once this thing breaks, Tarvin, um, we were talking about a suspension from the league, and this is under the new policy. So, uh, or at least I think it's legal. At least try to think it is. Um, but you know, you, I, you brought up some good points, Arvin. I mean, does Bryant, you know, Greg Hardy, all these guys who are involved in this. I mean, you got you got to sort of categorize them all together. Um, and I think uh, you know there can't be uh, a star player versus non-star player rule. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see once this comes out. Uh, and I think he's going to get suspended for sure. Now it's, it's a matter of how long, Tarvin.
1: Well, Trey, Ray Rice, is he going to be playing in the NFL this year?
3: Yeah, no. I, I think eventually someone might take a flyer on him. I don't think he's blackballed completely. I think it's pretty darn close. The wow. problem with Ray Rice is he was coming off a season where he wasn't very good. Um, it wasn't the season before that that he really was good. I mean, Ray Rice and running backs declined very, very quickly. So I think a lot of people just think he's done. Um, honestly, uh, I think it's like, um, you know, Peterson or even Greg Hardy, who I imagine uh, he applied for reinstatement. People, Somebody will take a flyer on him as well. I think if you're still talented in your prime, you know, Michael Vick, you know, isk, uh, people will, will sign you. So they'll give you that second chance because you can play the game of football and it's all about business. So I think if Ray Rice could contribute, or at least team he could, I think he'd be on the team. But I really do think that the amount of money uh, and risk that comes with Ray Rice, I don't know that we'll see him in the NFL. I really, I really don't, just because I think that they don't think the talent is there anymore. And they could draft a guy in the fifth round and get a better back than Ray Rice is right now at his age.
1: Sonny, Sonny, if I'm Dallas right now, I, I put Dez
3: Bryant on the
2: road. I, I I wish that I could. As far as business is concerned, I couldn't do it either. I I couldn't I couldn't let him go. I business, yes. <laughs> I you know I, I I love it right now. Now at the time it happened, I probably would have let him go. But I've seen the year that he's and guys. This is only better, and the reason being is is that the Dallas Cowboys, and you, you, and Sonny's been the first to tear into Jerry Jones. Okay, I do it all the time. Matter of fact, it's actually quite fun. The only problem is that Jerry Jones has done a very good job, and the last three years taking those offensive linemen. I'm telling you right now. I don't have any inside source. I'm just going to tell you that if the Dallas Cowboys don't take an offensive lineman in their first-round draft pick, I would be shocked. I don't want to say I'm going to shoot myself because he might go completely bonkers like he does sometimes. But the way that they've built this team is with the offensive line, and guess what? Tony Romo has one of the best quarterback ratings of his career, Okay, why? They went and did what they needed to do spend money on that offensive line, get talent on that offensive line, and guess what? Then Des Bryant can get open more. Des Bryant becomes the superstar this year because of stats, not because of what he does off the football field. So, I, I, I at the time it happened, I probably would have did the knee jerk. I'll, I'll tell you, Tarvin, I would have done the knee jerk because of his nonsense that he's done in the past. But if I stepped into the job right now, I, I could, I couldn't let Des Bryant go. I just couldn't do it. Tar Quervo, what about you? Did um, we lose? Ah, there he is.
0: No, no, I'm here. I'm here. All right. So, what let's go back to the original question. What's the original question. Would I let Des Bryant go?
2: go? Yeah, would you let Des Bryant uh, would you let Brez, Des Bryant go right now? And then take uh, take a couple years back and would you have knee jerked and let him go when you heard about the mother the mother incident where he hit his mother?
0: You know, I mean, it's easy for me to say no, you know, sitting behind a, you know, behind a computer as a, as a fan talking about it, but, you know, when, when you're actually running an organization, when you're, when you're in the front office of an organization, it's tough. It's tough to not, um, take the, e- well, I wouldn't shouldn't say the easy route, but the conservative route and say, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't trust this and it's easy not to trust certain things and, and to believe what. You know, people are telling you and things like that, and 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 whatnot. it have been really hard to say, nah. I think I'm. A, we're going to hold on to him. But you know, if you go back, if you remember, um, you know, Jerry. The one thing Jerry Jones, when he drafted Des Bryant, his thought process was, I cannot let another Randy Moss type talent pass me by again. Absolutely. Just like he, just like he did with with Randy Moss. I mean, every, I mean, 20 other teams had the chance and they passed him up. So it was very similar as far as their story, maybe not what happened specific, but just the fact that there were red flags with their off-the-field um, behavior and things like that, but it had all the talent in the world. So Jerry Jones was like, screw that. I'm not letting this kid pass me by. If he's available, I'm taking him. And that's what he did. So the point is, you know, as bad as he wanted Des Bryant on that football team, um, is how hard it would be for him to just let him go because of a because of a, an accusation that's out there, a story that's out there with no proof. Again, so you know
1: that that's I He he
2: he he admitted to it, didn't he? Well, to to the mother thing, yeah, he admitted to the mother thing.
1: Okay, that,
2: that's that's proof to me. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but if you come up and say
1: I slapped, choke my mom, whatever, I'm gonna take your word for it because yeah. why would you lie?
2: Yeah, uh, I I just I I just know I, I and I I'm not ashamed to admit it. I would have knee jerked and let him go, and it probably yeah. was the you know, as far as talent on the field would have been the wrong decision. As far as the talent yeah. on the field. Now, I would feel better personally because I wouldn't want that on your team. But if I walked into the GM spot right now, I just don't have enough in me to let Des Bryant go right now. Now, if this video shows what supposedly everybody is saying, Tarvin, I, I I I will go ahead and I'll say I would go ahead and it wouldn't be a knee jerk. I wouldn't want him on my team regardless after that, so I, I guess I'd have to find out, you know, what what well, Jerry, happened.
1: Jerry, Jerry keeps everybody, no matter what they do. But I want to change gears well, yeah, When you've got
2: a murderer on your team, someone who beats yeah. his wife, they, you know, that's not much of a stretch for him to keep yeah. on his team.
1: Hey, I want to move to the combine a little bit, Trey, and, and talk about your boy, Jameis Winston. I mean, did
2: Jameis Winston, after the combine,
1: solidify his, the number one overall pick? Because I think he did. I just want to know your thoughts.
3: Yeah, I mean he put on uh, a combine performance and, and it is a combine and they're they're um I will tell you this. I, I don't put a huge amount of stock in combine. In Winston's case I think it matters just because it solidifies. Um versus like the Mike Mamula guy who comes out of nowhere from Boston College and um has a combine in the ages but there wasn't a lot of tape that would that solidified it. Um Winston put on a great combine performance and his throws were, were, were Precise, but he he he's formed like that in real game settings. So I think what that exactly. did for him is said, hey, what we saw in the game, this guy is phenomenal mechanically. He's got he's got some small mechanic things that he needs to work out of his his throwing motion from baseball, which will go away now that he's not pitching. Uh, and he has a full time job of it. And he's not you know devoting half a year to to the baseball motion. Um, you know, a quarterback coach working for him full time now is going to going to help his mechanics wise. I think Winston's Honestly, Tarvin, I've heard it said that you know Andrew Locke is the the best prospect people have seen in the last ten years, and Winston's the next one. Uh, he he's a great pocket passer, I'll tell you that. Now, the game in the NFL now, you know, it, it, it's easy to say it's transitioning away from pocket passers. So we'll see because Winston's is a a true pocket passer, and we haven't seen a whole lot of true pocket passers come out recently. No. so um, I, I think he's a great pocket passer. I think Tampa will take him for sure. I don't think they can pass him. Mean, Mariotta is a, is a project. Uh, you and I have talked about Mariota before. He throws, I mean, sometimes when he throws on the run, is, I mean, he throws great on the run, but his feet aren't even on the ground. That's a problem in the NFL. I mean, Manziel had it last year, and of course Manziel had other problems, but guys like that have, have struggled with sort of getting um, success. and You know, look at RG3, up and down his success. I mean, so I look at Winston. I think a true pocket passer, great mechanics, great throwing, great, great timing. Um, he has what you need to build around. Uh, look at look at Tampa's receivers too. Mike Evans, he yep. has some big guys, and he did pretty well with Kelvin Benjamin and Florida State. So I, I think that Tampa is the right situation for Winston. I think Winston goes Tampa easy. Well, well, Mariota, Trey, real quick, and we'll bounce it off the others right here. Could
1: he be one that falls down late in the first round, or, or will the Jets be there waiting to take him? If you're the Jets, would you take him when you have Geno Smith right there? Or, or if, if you did, what would you do with Geno?
3: Yeah, I think – and that's going to be an absolute evaluation. Do they, do they think Mariota is Geno Smith, or at least equivalent of? And I think a lot of people think um, – that Mariota is slightly better, but do you really burn a first-round pick that early on a guy who's just slightly better than Geno Smith, who's actually a couple of years ahead in progression? Uh, at least he's been in the NFL for a couple of years, so he's he's had a chance to learn defenses. Um, you know, Mariota, I think, Tarvin, I, I think you're right. I think he has the ability to really slip in this draft, and if he doesn't go around the Jets area, and if the Eagles don't get frosty and they'll really you know, throw their, their entire organization up and move up to take him like a lot of people think Chip Kelly is, I'm not sure that Chip Kelly will, unless he gets around 10 or no. 15, the then maybe the Eagles then take a flyer and move up. But I just don't see the Eagles trading that high and that that much of their draft away. So I think you could see a Aaron Rodgers situation. I mean, Mariota, I don't know that a lot of people were really sold on him as, like, a top overall guy. I mean, the Titans have a guy that they're comfortable with right now who fits their system. You know, I mean, look at look at the board last year, Tarvin. A lot of people think that the quarterbacks we saw last year were better uh, other than Winston, and then Mariota's kind of in that that realm. There's not much else out there.
1: So well, Cuervo, I'm gonna to go to you. I mean, what do you think first about Winston's combine? Are you putting a lot of stock into it? And what do you think about Mariota? Where is he gonna to fall to? If he's gonna fall with all.
0: Well, no, I, I don't I don't put much into the combine. I'll be honest. I didn't really I watched a couple of forties and that's about it. A couple of forty yard dashes. Um I I, I don't put much into the combine combine because um Yeah. And it's not necessarily because oh they're only in t-shirt and shorts, like that does have a lot to do with it. And and you really can't judge a player based on how, how well they throw a football in their t-shirt and shorts. But, you know, when you look at just actual videotape, you you can see their decision-making, you can see how they move in the pocket and, 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 you know, how smart they can be and, and, that's what I look at, and, and honestly, I don't see how Tampa Bay doesn't take Winston. Uh, if they yeah. don't take Winston, you know, they've just set their franchise back even farther because not only do they do you not draft Winston, but you also let Josh McCown go, and that's why that right there is why I think they're going to take Winston. I mean, the, the sign they is let that, the sign.
2: That,
0: They let, the sign. let him go? They let Josh McCown go?
2: Yeah. I didn't yeah, hear that. that. Okay, thank you. Josh,
0: Josh McCown's a Cleveland Brown already, so uh we'll see how that works out. But um yeah, I mean that that right there tells you what Tampa Bay wants to do. I mean they're foreshadowing it for you, so um after but that some, though
1: some people Cuervo, still think Mariota's
2: going number one overall. I just can't
1: see that. Tampa, that's your yeah, hometown I mean, boy really.
2: Well, yeah, well let me worth ask worth you it. a question, though. It just depends on the mentality of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's be honest. They haven't been very smart. Josh McCown, okay? <laughs> you know, that right there tells you that they're not very smart, okay? That having been said... When you look at Mariota, it just depends on what this offense is going to be. If you're going to be okay with a running quarterback, I guess you go ahead and take Jameis Winston. But if your offense is going to be that pocket passer, I think you have to go with you have to go with Marietta. I, and that just all depends upon the mentality of the Buccaneers. I, you know, no offense against Lovey Smith, okay? Lovey Smith isn't known for his offensive guru going on over there, okay? Okay, this is all about the offensive coordinator and what he thinks that he can teach that quarterback stepping in as a first-year quarterback. You know, Jameis Winston is going to get a come to Jesus, come to Jesus like you'll never know, regardless of any team that he goes to. I don't think Jameis Winston's ready for the NFL more so than Marietta because Marietta is the prototypical NFL quarterback. And when you become Jameis Winston, when you become RG3, when you become, unfortunately, I'm going to insult someone, Cam Newton. If you are the running quarterback, your success is not going to be there. And and I'll even put, when I insult the man, I'll give him props. Jameis Winston well, well, is not RG3, and Jameis Winston is not Cam Newton, not even close. So, it's funny, it's funny I,
1: Winston's a pocket passer. Winston's more of a pocket passer. Mariota. He's is going, going to be running
2: for his life, man. He's going to see a different speed he's never seen in his life, and his his uh, instinct to be a drop back passer is going to fall out of place really fast because he's going to become, and I'm predicting it now, he's going to become that running quarterback that you don't want to see as an NFL player. He's going to turn into a runner because he, first of all, I don't think he has enough discipline to learn a offense. I don't think he is smart enough to learn the defense that's going to be coming in his face. Uh, Jameis Winston will be the Jamarcus Russell, and the Oakland Raiders might go ahead and do that too, grab him up, and make a whole... That's what's going to happen here
1: well see sonny i used to think that you know and and watching film on winston and and just seeing what he can do i think you know in a couple years in tampa if he goes there like Trey said with his receivers and with lovey Smith there on the defensive side this could be a team that's not a very strong division in a couple years because one thing we know winston has done is he's won a lot of football games and that's a that's a quality you really can't coach, Trey. I mean, you really can't make a kid a winner. He, he's either a winner or he's not. And that's one thing that Tampa needs is somebody that knows how to win.
3: Yeah, and you got to remember, Tampa's offensive line, I mean, it's not great, but it's not as, as in shambles as it appears. I mean, a lot of people thought that this team was, you know, a single quarterback away last year, Josh McCown, from being a playoff team. So, I mean, they have pieces around in Tampa. If they draft well and they get a couple of free agents, the the Tampa team could be competitive next year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Winston is a guy who's going to need a better running back now there, so he's going to need a running game. Uh, So that's something that they're going to have to address at some point. I mean, who knows? Maybe DeMarco Murray ends up there. I don't know what's going to happen with him. So, uh, you know, I think that Winston – could have a good situation in Tampa. He, I don't think it's – there's been a lot worse situations where quarterbacks have gone very high and gone to very bad teams. Uh, Winston's not Cam in a terrible Newton. situation if he goes number one. Cam Newton was in the worst
1: situation I've ever seen when he went to Carolina. Look how fast that they're a playoff contender right now making the playoffs. I think you could see the same thing with Tampa, Sonny. I mean, Winston – You know, I mean, I've just been impressed with him here lately watching his footage. i really started studying him throwing the football, and he's not fast, honey. He only runs like a five-flat 40, but you don't need a lot of speed if you're a pocket passer, do you?
2: No, but he's going to learn to run faster. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he's going to find. And, and by the way, I I don't want to. You know, you you you, you talked about Cam Newton right there, and I, and I get it, and I understand it, but we still go back to the fact that he's no Cam Newton. Um. So, and Cam Newton's becoming that pocket passer. You know, he's trying, and you can tell because he's trying to stay in there. It's not his first. You know, it's not his first instinct at all. But I just want to know. Can I start with the Josh McCown sucks and, and and put together Josh McCown and Brian Hoyer sucks? I mean, can you tell me? I mean, can you tell me with a straight face if you are the Cleveland organization that you care about your franchise when you go get? Josh McCown and Brian Hoyer. I'm sorry, this this franchise, and I didn't hear the story, I've been very busy, but I would have been the first to be blasting this. The, the, the the Cleveland Browns for everything that they did right in the offseason have already got two holes in their feet keeping Brian Hoyer and this is going to be the you know everybody says the Raiders are the worst run organization in the NFL it has not just shifted to the Cleveland Browns the the anvil fell down and it's on that side there's not a worse organization in the NFL right now than the Cleveland Browns with, with the signing of Josh McCown The worst two quarter And you're telling your fans We don't we, Hey Just give us your money Give us Give us your money We don't care if you like it Just Just give us our money And those fools over hey, Cleveland Sonny. They're going to do it
1: Sonny Is Hoyer a free agent this year?
2: I think he signed I, I got to look But I think he no. signed With the Cleveland Browns
3: No he, Sonny He hasn't signed uh, he's Oh freaking. God
2: But, uh, oh, my gosh, I cannot cannot believe if they go in and they sign Brian Hoyer, too – And here's another thing. If Josh McCown is really getting seriously looked at as the starting quarterbacks of this franchise, they set yet another year behind into trying to turn this thing around. I'm not saying Johnny Manziel's a good quarterback. I'm saying if you want butts in the seat, if you want action, if you want to see him win more than three games, you start Johnny Manziel regardless. And I hate the guy. But that's what you've got to do as a franchise well, when you have well, Johnny Manziel well, Sonny, on your roster.
1: And, and tell me if I'm wrong, guys. There's some quarterbacks in this draft that, that I think Cleveland may have their eyes on. Trey, I don't know if you've heard anything about it, but, I mean, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that are better than what they have now. That's in this draft that could come in immediately and play. If Manziel
3: can't go. Well, I mean, they got the number 12.
2: T- the number
3: 19. Uh, if they take a quarterback in the first round, and his name isn't Winston or Mariota, uh, then the Cleveland Browns are doing a terrible, terrible draft to surface. I mean, this quarterback draft, Harvin, is not deep at all. So, is there a Better, guy that, better than what they have, on? though. No, I mean, not, not unless they take him in the fifth or sixth round. I mean, we're talking about late-round guys. Like maybe a Mettenberger, like the Tennessee did last year, they take a Mettenberger type of guy late in his raft. I think that's a good move for them to build depth. But remember, they have a guy on that roster who I'm not sold um, isn't possibly a guy who competes for that job. And Connor Shaw, who is a you know a guy who played kind of decent when he the very limited time last year. So you bring in the yeah. veteran McCown. I think to really help the two young guys, I think that's that's the plan in Cleveland right now is McCown and hopefully Shaw or Manziel, one of those guys work out.
1: And Cuervo, I'm gonna to go to you about this. Where does Melvin Gordon go in this draft? Because I think if I think he could step in anywhere in the NFL and be a starter. I mean, does he go in the first round? Or is he gonna? Are these running backs gonna slip down to the second? Because I like Gurley. But he's not healthy, of course. But Melvin Gordon, to me, the slam dunk in this draft. No, that's my guy right there, Jamal Charles Jr. Right. Junior.
0: Junior. That, that's, that's Melvin Gordon right there. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: a, I got, I got a good one for you, and, and, and this one makes sense. I've heard some people talk about it, but I, I really have a good feeling about it. I think you're going to see. Um, <clears throat> a certain team right here in the area where I live, they're going to trade up and they're going to draft Melvin Gordon. Um, where it's going to happen, I guess it just all depends on how the first five picks go. But, um, I think, I think you're going to see Melvin Gordon. I think, I think the Chargers are done with Ryan Matthews. They're, they're tired of waiting to see if he's going to turn his career around and be able to stay healthy and things like that. So, um, you know, I could see, let's see, well, Steven Jackson just got let go by the Atlanta Falcons. So you're looking at Atlanta at number eight, uh, you know, who probably needs a running back or unless they like the kid Freeman, the the, the, the small second year guy um, you have, you know, I mean, what's Minnesota going to do at 11? Do they keep AP or do they move on and do they stay with what they have? Uh, but then you got San Diego down at 17 and, and, you know it just it wouldn't surprise me if you see San Diego move up to eleven, for example. I don't know if they'd necessarily move up to eight, but I could see them moving to eleven and uh, picking up Gordon right there at that spot so but i and, I can see I can see him becoming a charger
2: and Cuervo, well, the, the, I, the I, let me, well let, let me just throw this bad. in really quick. let me just throw this in really quick if Jerry Jones is drunk on the uh, on the NFL, when it comes for the NFL draft if he's drunk you can see the Dallas Cowboys and, and Jerry's done some deals drunk okay but like i said i think he's going to take a run i think he's going to take an offensive lineman but remember the DeMarco Murray debacle if that goes and fades away to nothing uh if Jerry Jones gets drunk says i need a running back he may take a jive and take a jump up there to try to get him too
0: i hope i don't probably have Peterson before then
2: well, and that's another thing, too. That's another big story down here. Everybody's talking about, the, oh, God, I'm sick of hearing it. Uh, you know, if AP doesn't go to Minnesota, the first place he's going to go to is Dallas. And and, and I, I don't know if Dallas wants that, but I've been hearing the rumblings from all the quote-unquote insiders that, yes, there's some serious, serious interest coming for Adrian Peterson, and I think that would be a mistake. I think that if the Dallas Cowboys' Jerry Jones got drunk, he should go get Gordon before he gets Adrian Peterson.
0: Hey, Tyron, I got great. one for you as well. With, um, okay. Sorry about that. No, as you say, real quick, I got one for you with Todd Gurley. Um, Todd Gurley's going to... he's You know where he's going to go? He's going to be a New England Patriot. I could see Todd Gurley wearing a New England Patriots uniform. Um, I, I don't know. I mean... I know they they win without the running game. I mean, they've got Verme for God's sakes, and they still get the ring. But um, I think I think New England <laughs> wants to become more balanced, and um, I think a guy like Todd Gurley, you could see Bill Belichick looking past the the one knee injury that he's had, taking a chance on a kid like this, and making him a star. So I could I could see Gurley getting drafted yeah. by the Patriots.
1: Okay, I can see that, too. Trey, Trey said he has a cowboy
3: draft sleeper for us right here. Trey? All right. Yeah, yeah, I do. First off, I don't think, uh, if you look at 40 times from the combine and some of the work, there are not a lot of running backs that are going first round, maybe one, if two if guys push. Gordon's probably the only one. Gurley's a possible. I'd be real cautious on Gurley if I was an NFL team. Apparently he's not letting anybody take a look at his knee. And that looks yep. like a Marcus Lattimore situation to me, Tarvin. Yep. Red I, I just, flag. Yeah, I, Gurley could be a guy who never plays a down in the NFL. So I think if you take him in the first round without having a full look at that knee, you're asking for a bust, in my opinion. Uh, I think if you're the Cowboys with the DeMarco Murray situation, a great guy to look at in the second or third round. Top, You look at the 40 times out of the combine, and it's not a lot of guys' names, who you recognize, I mean, Gordon's not up there. I mean, these guys were running, not running fast, Tarfin. I mean, you'd think they were faster. But the guy out of Florida State, Carlos Williams, was a top 340 combine guy. Not a lot of not a lot of miles because he's a former five-star defensive back. Only played running back for about a year and a half, He's Still learning the position. Great value for a team like the Cowboys who have a great sure. offensive line. Much better draft pick. Take a lineman. And in the second round, take a guy like Williams who doesn't cost you much.
2: That sounds right to What
3: about in
1: the fourth or around the fourth, fifth round, maybe
3: third to fifth? What about Cameron Artis
1: Payne from Auburn? And, you know, I'm not saying this because I'm an Auburn fan, but this guy is a tough-nosed downhill runner with some speed that gets better as the game goes on. Who do you think out there is smart enough to steal him in that part of the draft?
3: Well, Payne didn't have a great great combine, and he's not real quick. I mean, that's the problem with him is is 40 times down there. He's probably, what, 15th or so in the running back area. So, I mean, Payne is a guy for value. Yeah, in the fifth round, I think a great fifth-round value. But he's not a guy you can play on the third down because of his hands. Uh, so he's going to have to be um, developed a little bit. I think the Cowboys need a hitter. Somebody that could possibly be a number one guy, and I'm not sold on Payne being a number one guy. He's not Trey Mason. Trey Mason is going to be a no, number one no. guy this year, uh, but Payne is a guy who I mean, he'll play in the NFL, but I don't think he'll ever be a one. I think the Cowboys need to hit somebody like they need to get a number I'm a, one. I think I,
1: I'm
0: a I look homer, at Payne guess, going to I'm someone
3: like, like the Falcons. <laughs> who are looking for depth.
1: Uh, Trey, Trey, I'm a homer, I guess. Maybe a little bit sometimes. <laughs> I guess maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking. But, but, yeah, Trey Mason, he is not. I mean, Trey Mason has a great 40 times, some explosiveness. He can catch a ball better. But if you want a workforce that can be developed maybe, I don't know. But, but, but Sonny, did you hear the NFL is going to do away with the 40 and the combine? I think that's the best thing they've ever decided.
2: I- I have to admit, I don't give a rat's big fat butt if they got rid of the whole combine. Um, I think the combine is a waste of time. Uh, more so, I think now what players are doing if they have a lot of value, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, they, they wait for my. You wait for me, and it really should be the other way around because it's the NFL. But these boys are going out, and there's a nah, I'm not going up against a bunch of people. I will just go in. You come to me more so than I go to you, and that's one of the problems with what's going on with the today's new players. The at least the quarterback position, okay? Uh, the quarterback position is you come and see me. The other positions, you pretty much got to put it out there at the combine. But really, the, the, let's be honest, the NFL is all about the quarterback first. More than anything else. I mean, as great as Gordon is, as great as some of these other guys we're talking about, they're not quarterbacks, no one cares about it, you know. So they gotta be in the combine. When it comes to quarterback, they have their own personal night. Except I gotta give Mariota and you know, Winston some props. I guess they went up against each other in the combine I heard, right?
1: Uh, I'm not I'm I'm not sure but but, but but I'll tell you this, Sonny, the thing and I heard this on ESPN, somebody broke it down. The good thing about the Combine is you get to see all these quarterbacks together going against each other in the same scenarios. You don't have different systems. You don't have different uh, personnel on the field. You have the same route being thrown by every quarterback. And and that's why Winston got my attention is because some of the throws he was making was just like he's been playing in the NFL for five years, and it was a lot better than any other quarterback I saw out there. Hello, anybody well,
0: else? <laughs> hey, Tarvin, I I I'll put it to you like this: I could not disagree more. Uh, the part I don't agree with is that to the 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 forty to me is the most important, I think, and that's why that's the only one that I pay attention to. And the reason I pay attention to it: two reasons. Number one, we were just talking about Gurley, right? Well, I'm looking at the numbers. Ty Gurley had the second fastest forty. Uh, 40 yard uh, speed out of all the running backs in the combine. Jeremy Langford of Michigan State was the only running back that was faster than him at a four hey, four five. so Mike Gravelle didn't a 40, but he's out with a knee
3: injury.
0: Well, how come? How come it has? How come it has uh, a, a time on him then? Where did that Probably, time come from? Probably
3: uh, a estimate from his Georgia days. But he, yeah, he's he's out with a knee injury.
0: So he didn't. He didn't actually see that. That's what I'm saying. I didn't watch it, so I don't know. But I mean, regardless, you know, I I think the reason that he's not letting people, you know, see his knee or talk about his knee, because I I don't think he wants anybody to judge him based off the injury. To be honest with you,
3: uh-huh. and I kind of I kind of
0: don't blame him for that. You know, because if Oh, I don't like what I see, and that's gonna, you know, he's gonna lose, he's gonna lose draft stock. I mean, I mean, I think Gurley's smart for for doing that and saying, just, you know, judge me for what I do on the field. So, all right, so I, I guess I'm wrong about that whole thing. Regardless, well, when, he, well,
1: well, when he's well what's after he's the back. injury, though? Yeah, but after the injury, he has to show people before they draft him that he's healthy enough. So if he doesn't run or let them look at him. I don't think anybody's gonna be wanting to draft him right now unknown, especially in the first round. Because you could really set your franchise back
0: yeah, picking you pick know, up like Yeah, you're right. And and this is really similar to the Willis McGahee situation when I mean when he when he completely shattered his knee in that in that national title game and I think he got drafted what in the third round or something like that. And I mean he still wind up having a pretty good career, but um you know, I mean that he's not Todd Gurley, so we don't know. What, it's it's the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown, and I get that. But you know, when you have a when you have a a guy of his size and speed, uh, I think you know second third round. I think I think it's worth it. You know, I mean it's not unfortunately it's not as bad as the Marcus Lattimore situation where he just consistently you know injured both knees. I mean this is a one time thing, so you can recover from it, um, but. Um, you know, I'm looking at this list, guys. There's some good running backs, guys that we haven't even mentioned yet. Guys like Duke Johnson, out of Miami. You got uh, your guy, Michael Dyer. What do we? What, what What's going to be expected from him? Will he even get drafted? Uh, Abdul out of Nebraska is a good one. I think you could see him go in the second round as well. Uh, Yeldon from uh, from Alabama. And even though I'm the Gator hater, Tarvin Matt Jones, I think could be a guy that could be a steal depending on when you
1: get him. Yeah, some good points. So I I think the running backs though people just don't appreciate him anymore. But you're right, there's some some great running backs out of there. I don't think Michael Dyer is gonna get drafted. I mean, I just with all the problems he's had and he's not very fast. I think his forty
3: time was bad, wasn't it Trey? Yeah, he was he was middle of the pack and you know, another guy didn't do very well, the combine, who came out early was Yeldon. He was a lot slower than we all thought. So, I mean, with running backs the way they are and everything being committees, you're not going to see a lot of these names come off very soon. I mean, these guys are going to be waiting
2: around for the next
3: the, day two, for sure. Yeah, hey, but here's the interesting thing they got Roy. right
2: there, Tar- Tarvin. What you were talking about and uh, what everybody was talking about, the fear of unknown. And injuries and stuff like that? Well, guess what? Now the NFL has put the put the cap up on these guys now. It, you can take the fly in the dark on guys now. More so than you could, you know, before the last year, Sam Bradford. Okay? Now you can take the fly on this guy because of the rookie salary caps. So... The the fact that if someone wants to take the risk, it's really no risk at all because then they can end up cutting them. So it's not a big whip anymore now. You know, so that's definitely in the team's advantage on being able to take a shot on a girlie even though he is injured, even though no one's let, even though he's not letting anybody look at his leg, so or his knee. So that's gonna, you know, so that's still in the NFL's advantage, but it's in girlie's advantage not letting them see it. But at the same time, it's going to affect the little money that he might be able to get, depending on when he's drafted in the second or third round. Because I don't think Gurley goes in the first round.
1: Yeah, I, I don't either. Not not with the injury, because remember he got hurt during the season. He came back against Auburn, tore his ACL, and he and he hasn't been back. The fact that he got hurt again that quick, I think throws yep. up a red flag. And I'm not, I'm not sure it was the same injury or not. But, guys, we have about three minutes left. Anybody want to talk about anything real quick before we get out of here? No, I'm good. All right, Trey. It's good to be back, man. Good to be back. Thanks for coming in tonight, guys. It's fun. And I'm ready for the draft. When is the draft going to be? Is it May,
2: the end Where of May, or knows? the beginning of May? Yeah. Is it 30th about?
0: or May 2nd?
2: Oh, I thought you knew it. Cuervo is a draft nut. I mean, I'll tell you right now, there's nobody more prepared for draft day than Cuervo sometimes. I I, I wonder about it. I mean, he's got pages and pages of stuff ready to go. I'm surprised you don't know that off the top of your head, Cuervo.
0: Well, I know it was the first week of May. I just didn't want to give out
2: wrong dates.
0: But, yeah, it's April 30th, May 2nd. have
1: Have you watched draft day, Cuervo?
2: Have I watched
0: the the movie,
1: Draft Day? Yeah. yeah, you know what? You got me
0: on that one, Tarvin. I, I, I need to sit down and watch that one. I, I know it. you've asked Sonny, me that. You seen
1: it
2: I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I have not actually Trey, sat down and watched it.
3: Trey, I know and, I know have, right. and I love Cosner.
2: And I love Cosner.
3: Tarvin, of course I've seen Draft
1: Day. Man, that was a great movie. It was. I loved it. I don't know about you, Trey, but... Well, what? Give it, was, it a rating, and what do you give it? I well, give then, it a, a ten out of ten. I give it a. It was better <laughs> than I expected it to be. Yeah, I, I give it a
3: better than I expected for
1: sure. And I'm gonna give some more movies out while we're here on the last minute. American Sniper. If you haven't seen that movie, you need to go see it. And uh, what did I say? L- Lone Survivor and American Sniper. Those three movies: Draft Day, American Sniper, and Lone Survivor. Cuervo. I know you've seen both of those other ones, haven't you? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Sonny, well, Sonny I know I you don't watch a lot guess. of movies, but you need to get, you need to go watch all three of those tonight, Sonny. Don't even go <laughs> How to How bad bed. I <laughs> am.
2: I watched the Shawshank Redemption yesterday for the 50th fiftieth time, so there you go. <laughs> well,
1: all right, guys. We're going to be back on air Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Sonny, are you going to do a show this week?
2: Um, I'm I I definitely got a football game. Um I I'm gonna try to do a show but uh business has been like nuts. So yeah, it it I, it'll be last minute. I can't schedule anything.
1: All right. Well Cuervo, uh thanks for joining us, Sonny. Thanks for joining us and Trey. We'll hey, be back happy. Sunday night, like I said, at eight thirty PM Eastern. We're gonna talk some more football. So we'll do a two hour show next Sunday night. So I hope you guys can make it join it with us. And we'll see you next week, guys. Peace. Take care.